Welcome to the ESPN The Music Podcast. My name is Daniel Dobbs, ESPN Podcast Producer here. Hanging out with the dudes from the Wonder Years. How are you guys doing? Hello. Great, how are you? Doing fantastic. Doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody always says good. Nobody has ever right. said anything different. I could right. be okay. happier with it. the rain. It could right. be less rainy. But so, I don't want to nitpick. No. No. So tell me, um, you guys are here hanging out today. What are you doing? Uh, we are driving from, well, this week, we're on a run of uh, in-store uh, performances at local indie record stores uh, promoting our new album, and Bristol, beautiful Bristol, Connecticut, fell right on the way from uh, Rough Trade in Brooklyn last night and Newberry Comics uh, today in Boston. So we here, took the whole tour, took a bunch of pictures, uh, saw Schefter working the phones, so we're oh, all yeah. good, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's so, literally always working really the Really working hard. Uh, so No Closer to Heaven, which is our new record, came out last Friday. Okay. And so we've been working it since uh, a little bit before then. We did L.A., Orange County, Vegas, Chicago, uh, Detroit, Columbus, all over Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Long Island, New York. And we're working our way up to Boston. That's the last one is tonight. So then you guys take a week break and then go back out on the road? Is that what I see? No, it's a couple weeks. weeks. Yeah. Uh, weeks? Honestly, about a month. We have about a month and then we're out um, doing club shows. It's us. A band called Motion City Soundtrack, a band called State Champs, and a band called You Blew It. So the new album, No Closer to Heaven. Uh, so I, I, once they told me you guys were coming through, like I've been binge listening to the record as, since it came out. Either thank you or I'm sorry. I'm not. Really I don't know. Sure. I, didn't know <laughs> I didn't know people binge listened. I know binge watching. I guess you can binge anything. Yeah, right? you yeah. Can binge anything. <laughs> just just listen to it over and over and over again. Yeah. I love it. Sounds absolutely fantastic. Um, and I'm going to go with thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Lyrically, it's pretty heavy, it feels like to me. There are some songs on there that are that feel like they, they really have some, some weight behind it. Is that something that, with this record, the personal aspect of this for you guys, was that any different than your, your typical writing process, or is it? Well, we always want to be personal with the lyrics. We always want to focus on that. And that's always kind of been the foundation of what makes Wonder Years lyrics, Wonder Years lyrics, are these kind of, uh, you know, hyper-personal narratives and retellings. What we wanted to do on this record was kind of expand topically beyond what we had done before. And so we are still writing hyper-personal songs. We are still writing these narratives that follow our lives. But uh, we wanted to find a way to connect those narratives with larger societal issues that kind of act as the umbrella over that story. And so um, what the attempt on this record was to write songs that remain personal but are in dialogue with uh, with bigger issues. Understanding that, I mean, were there any of these songs, that, that 13 tracks on the record, is that right? 13 tracks. 13 yeah. tracks. Um, and I believe I saw a video for Cigarettes and Saints. Yeah, we did yeah. one for that and one for Cardinals. One for Cardinals. Okay. I was blown away when I heard um, Cigarettes and Saints really hit me hearing that. And it's one of those, to me, just one of those songs. If you have not listened to it, go out and, and get the record, find it wherever you can find it, and, and definitely listen to it because I really feel like it'll pull you in. You said you're touring right now with Motion City Soundtrack, State Champs, and you blew it. Um, Starting October, October 17, November, yeah. yeah. October 17. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be fantastic. I've been, a, I'm, a, I'm a big You Blew It fan. I, yeah, I, I really lived in, like those met, guys. We met them in Europe, actually, really, really? randomly. Uh, they were on tour with another band, and it all kind of came together at a festival. Like, both tours intersected, and we just, instead of having two separate shows in the same city the same day, we had one big show, and we really loved those guys. That's awesome. So I went to your website, looking around at some stuff while I was on there. Um, I was 
pretty stoked about some of the stuff that I saw. When I was, you have a ton of pre-order stuff up, uh, for the record. A million ways it feels like to be able to to get the album. Yeah, uh, it's actually. I think it was less than what we did last time. We really? tried to we tried to clean it up a we little bit. It back a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, we wanted uh, one of our focuses always is to make sure that the products that we're putting out are things that our fans actually want and that are you know nice and well designed and well made and just look cool and um, so we just kind of canvas what we've done in the past and and what our fans tend to like and they like the flag banners they like crewnecks um, we gave them a couple options for t-shirts one more artsy option and one kind of cleaner logo based one and uh, obviously we have the vinyl which there was a pre-order exclusive that was clear with splatter uh, that came out awesome and then you know the CD and kind of there's a lot of moving parts in there and we wanted to pretty much make it so that you could pick and choose what things you wanted to get with your record right is that something so you actually do you listen to like fan feedback when you're doing stuff like that do you just look at what the the trends are when you well we sold a ton of these shirts and we didn't sell very many of these so maybe yeah we, do we definitely do a lot of that we well, we put a lot of time into our merch so we'll look at the end of a tour and go oh man like this kind of design outsold this kind of design four to one well i think we know what people don't like right um and we can look at our web store stuff for that and then we also yeah we'll listen to suggestions and people will say oh what i would i love this artwork i would love to be able to hang it on my wall okay well we'll print it really big on a flag you can hang it on your wall perfect and the vinyl came out i mean from what i can see online looks fantastic we're really happy with it yeah yeah is it was it only a pre-order or is that going to be available on tour as there well? Are, there are four variants. Okay. Uh, there is a blue one, uh, baby blue, that's only available in England at Banquet Records. There is a uh, they're almost like stripes of color. It's a yellow, maroon, and dark blue one that's only available at Hot Topic. There is a clear one with red, blue, and yellow splatter that was only available online and is now sold out uh, forever. And then there is one that is a swirl of maroon and, and dark blue. And that one is going to be available on tour in record stores. We printed a ton of them and they'll be available until this pressing runs out. Nice. Are you guys buying the vinyl resurgence? Are yeah. Vinyl I'm thing? literally buying it. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, so, uh, literally yes. purchasing quite a bit of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, think it's, I think it's uh, a better way to consume... Uh, your physical music, like I don't really use CDs anymore. I did so I just buy the vinyl because I want to purchase the album and I want to have something physical that uh, I can connect with and I can look at because I know we spend a lot of time uh, creating that and curating that look, and uh, I, I'm sure others do as well. So I typically listen to the record on whatever streaming service you use and then I'm like, yo, this is this rips, I gotta buy this for real and then I can you know, there's always a download code and stuff and uh Yeah. That's something I'm I'm really into. So when you're at home, you're putting on the record, when you're out, you're taking the digital download code that came with it and listening to it on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about what's tangible and collectible. If you love football, maybe you buy I'm looking at the screen right now, maybe you buy teams helmets that you love. I love the Simpsons. I have these little three-inch kid robot Simpsons toys that I collect. If you love music, collecting a CD pales in comparison to collecting vinyl. It, Absolutely. It's just in every way cooler, more aesthetically pleasing, more limited, more interesting. We can do more with it. Um, yeah, like this time the – so it's a double LP because there's too much music to fit on one – but we didn't need all four sides. So the A, B, and C sides have music on them. The D side we left blank, 
And instead of music, we etched in the artwork from the front cover onto the record. So that's awesome. Just kind of cool things like that that you have the opportunity to do with vinyl that you can't really do with a CD. And especially when you have such rad artwork to begin with, like that little CD booklet is just so terrible to look at. I would, yeah, I like it. Much. I, you know, obviously we'd like to have it as big as we can get it. Yeah. Which is also why we did it on a wall flag. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. So tell me about when I was looking through all of that, I saw the make a positive impact at the bottom of your guys' website. It looks like for every pre-order that you guys get, you're donating a dollar. Is that correct? Yeah. So explain this, explain this to, to our listeners. Well, the record as a whole kind of conceptually is built on this idea of wanting to do better, wanting to be better, wanting to be uh, a better member of society, help the world, be kind of a positive, um, you know, kind of leave a positive impact. And, and the realization that we may never be perfect in that, but that when we stumble, it's okay. And the, the, the act of trying to get better is what it's really, you know, what's really important. That's kind of the whole crux of the record. And then we thought, well, we're doing this pre-order and we have this opportunity to do something, you know, and to, to do it in front of a lot of people and to kind of, you know, not only raise money, but raise awareness. And so we picked out four charities that, you know, we were fond of and just said, if you pre-order the record, you're going to get an option. We're going to explain the four charities to you. And if you, feel connected to one over the other, you get to pick which one of the four we're going to give, you know, your dollar to really. So and we liked it because it opened up the possibility of people being like, well, I didn't really feel particularly connected to this charity, but I am really excited to give to this other one. Um, and so we kind of put the power in the, the hands of our fans as well, which was, we thought a cool touch. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I would, Definitely encourage anybody that wants to pre-order the album or get it. Are you going to keep that up even? I think that it is ending uh, actually maybe today. Oh, wow. Um, so this probably is going to go up after it's over. So never mind. But, but, but you can if you're interested, how great we yeah. were. You know I mean? <laughs> well, but if you're interested in those charities, awesome. yes. you can still find the charities. Um, after School All-Stars was my personal favorite. Um, provided free after-school education to uh, at-risk youth which is huge. I taught at an after-school program and I went to an after-school program and I understood how crucial the hours between three and six are in, um, in you know, an adolescence day. Uh, another really cool one was Puppies Behind Bars. That was a great one. The Heron Project and Futures Without, Futures Without Violence are the four. So if you want to Google them, they might be something that you want to be a part of just because you want to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked about music just a little bit. Let's talk about sports, because that's sure. what that's what this is. Are you yeah. guys? Chum. What kind of what kind of sports fans do we have here? Uh, super enthusiastic to uninterested. Okay. It runs the gamut. For, there's <laughs> yeah. also there's a sixth member who's not here, there's but a spectrum of different. Yeah, sports. there's a yeah. spectrum of fandom and interest, and but uh, yeah. Okay. Does I, sports count? Yeah, <laughs> no, sports esports counts. counts. Yeah. So, uh, extreme sports is my thing. Like I love the X Games. And X Games stuff. Yeah, I would say e-sport exports. <laughs> I would say if you had to pull, I mean, just like most of America, I think that more than anything, we are uh, American football fans. But Josh is. Uh, I've become a soccer advocate over the yeah. last couple of years, and that's I been my my thing. I'm really into. Than, you know, if you want to take. Them, yeah, no, I, yeah, I played baseball. I I had an arm on me, or so I was told. Got some Nolan <laughs> Ryan swag at the house. <laughs> yeah, I did. Had a couple cards. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm a football fan as well. I mean, every season that comes around, 
yeah. get pretty deep into it. It's also great too if, if we happen we'll be on tour later this fall during football season. So it's nice. It's something to look forward to, whether it's Eagles games or any other matchups. Or you know, it's something to really latch on to. And especially now with all the fantasy stuff, it's it's fun. And it and sometimes we'll do um, we'll do leagues. I know Sue, you've done some um, some charity league stuff. That he'll, you can probably talk more about. But it's cool. It it pulls um, some other guys and some other bands you've toured with. You know, we'll be in, we'll pull leagues together and you know, uh, and watch those games. And it's it's fun. It's a it's a nice thing, especially when you're away from home for a while. Yeah, um, that it, you can kind of, you know. I think it's also it's an it's a really easy way to connect. So like we typically we know the people that we're going on tour with, but when we were first starting out, we kind of get lumped in, or we'd be on support tours with bands we didn't really know. Um, and that was like my, one of the things that I would talk about with people to kind of like build friendships and go, you know, so, cause you're spending all this time with one another. It's like six weeks, seven weeks that you're sharing with these people that you've never met. So you want to be friendly and cause that's what we're interested in being is friendly. Um, so that was a way that I found to connect with a lot of people was via sport. Um, yeah, we also so. get a cool opportunity that not a lot of people get to, well, one, when we're on tour in the fall, we always try to find a game we can go to at a different stadium. Uh, we went to Giants at Chiefs before. At which Arrowhead, was really which cool. is really cool. Um, we, we went, went to, to the, the Thanksgiving Day Texans at Lions game, which was awesome. We're trying to make it to, I think it's Redskins at Panthers is the one that's possible for us to go to. Oh, I thought it was like... Um, that might have been an outdated Jacksonville schedule. maybe, though? No, that was the old oh, okay. routing. It was different routing. We were gonna go, also, I think we were going to go see Tennessee at Jacksonville, at Jacksonville which would have been a real barn burner. But then yeah, we yeah. also get the opportunity to we've, – we've played either you know the parking lots of stadiums or the adjacent arena and can sometimes find our way into them. That's awesome. So, uh, Via snooping around. Yeah, like right. there's uh, – yeah, we've thrown a couple passes on the, the field at Mile High. Uh, I have a video of me from this summer – throwing a dart rolling left on the field at Reliance. So if Hoyer doesn't work out, uh, right. you can contact me on Twitter. It's at Head Above Water, <laughs> Bill O'Brien. Um, we were, my guitar tech and I had wandered onto the field at CenturyLink and we were kind of standing there and, and some guy came out and was like, what are you doing here? Who are you? And we're like, oh, we're sorry. We're, we're big football fans and I just wanted to see the field. And they're like, oh, you want to do something cool? Shut up. Yeah, I want to do something cool. He's like, wait right here. And I'm like, this guy's going to arrest us. He's going to protect security. Yo, right and he comes, no, and he comes back. He comes back with a bucket, <laughs> and he's like, come out with me. And we get to paint the eye green on the Seahawks logo at the 50-yard line for the week three game against no the No way. Because they don't just use the grass. They want it to pop, so they use a neon green paint. But it's such a small area, they do it by hand. So I have a few pictures of me painting the eye green. At the That's Seahawks awesome. Logo. So touring kind of gives us a cool opportunity to do some of that stuff that we definitely wouldn't get to do otherwise i'm actually really surprised he didn't arrest you guys i mean the his his thing was do you want to come paint the eye with me not you're going to jail you're going to jail yeah, yeah. what are you yeah. doing i'm trespassing? writing you a huge ticket for trespassing right right i find that if you're just really nice to people uh like the grounds crew guys or the security guys they're like they they think it's cool too so yeah they're like like we at denver uh the cops came out and we're like before they could say anything, I was like, can you imagine walking out on this field and looking up at all these people? And they were like, yeah, crazy, right? All right, see you later. <laughs> so as they, if they can tell you're not up to no good, then it's usually okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it is. I mean, that's one of the things that I love about being able to work here. There's so many people like tours that come through. And it's like, I remember the first time when I came through like as a sports fan. And it was just like seeing all these people you see on TV and all this stuff. And so like understanding 
if there's somebody else that like has that same passion that you have, like you don't, as long as they're not a jerk about it right up front, it's like, all right, let's see if we can, let's see if we can make this work. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, yeah, you can, um, and we see this a lot too, obviously being, you know, playing shows night after night, um, it becomes kind of routine. Not that we don't enjoy it, uh, a great deal still. But then when we, when you have, whether it's family members or friends you haven't seen in a while, come out to a show for us, just like tours that come through here, or you get a behind the scenes look at whether it's that stadium or, um, things like that. I think those people get to see, uh, that world that they've become so used to through the, uh, through fresh eyes and excited eyes and helps them to just like us, you know, see things the way we might've 10 years ago when, you know, before we, when we first started playing shows and um, I think it's it's kind of exciting. And at least for me, I've seen that, too, when you have family or friends that aren't used to this world that we live in on tour at venues playing shows all around the world that, you know, it helps you remember how special it is and how how unique it is because you see the reaction through them that's so unused to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that that's always been kind of cool, too. It's super. Rad. Yeah. So you guys said uh, you do some fantasy stuff with some of the other bands that you guys tour with every now yeah. and then. Are you? Is everybody here fantasy players or just? Uh, I'm not. No. 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 The casual sports fan, yeah. really. But okay. Three of us in the two down there. Three of us play. I uh, I am in eight leagues this year. Six of those are, are for charity, and then two are just uh, for fun with friends. So okay. It's kind of a cool thing. We uh, basically, I just I put out on social media and said. If you want to play fantasy football with me, I would love to do that. And I'll play in as many leagues as we can fill, which was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> but you're going to have to donate some money to charity. So email this email address, and I'll give you the, the details. And I got flooded with emails like instantly, and I had to take the post down because I was already at like 150 in like 20 minutes. I was like, this is too many people. Wow. And so I emailed them all and said, uh, I'd like you to donate $40 to this charity. You can send it to this PayPal. And when it all clears, I'm going to send one big payment to Rain, which is the charity we're working with for it. And um, when I get that donation, I'll send you an invite to a league and you tell me if you want to play PPR or standard format and we'll put it together and we'll play some fantasy football. Um, but I was like, I got to set the deadline tomorrow. So that kind of weeded out some of the people that couldn't get it done in time. Uh and we ended up filling six leagues really quickly. So I'm in six 12-team leagues uh, just with fans that I'm just going to play with all year. And all that money went to charity. It was kind of a cool thing. And they, awesome. the, the record label was cool enough to give me copies of the record to give out to all of them for free. And at the end of it, I'm going to take the winners of each league and put them in a one-week Champions League, uh, like a fan duel kind of thing. And we'll do that one. And the winner of that, we're going to give like a grand prize to. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, it should be fun. And I got to have a lot of fun drafting and kind of like talking smack back and forth with them. And then, you know, coming up with like punny team names and then right. learning how to use Photoshop to make myself logos that's like Julio Jones and Julio Iglesias pointing to each other and things like that. So I really put a lot of work into it. That's like half the effort for a fantasy team is like figuring out a cool name and logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think my favorite might be forgetting Brandon Marshall. That's actually really good. Yeah, that's I like a fun that one. one for me. It's cool, just to me that you understanding that you have a platform that you can use, and you're using it for something that is worthwhile. You know, being able to donate money and not just saying like, "Hey, it's it's cool because you guys know who I am and I play shows and you all come out and do stuff." But it's like, let's let's give back and do something, which seems to tie right in with the record that yeah, you guys well, just I released. Yeah, it's it's great because I I love fantasy football, love it. 
I love football more than I love music. I think I think that I can safely say that. Uh, I love you know finding ways to use our platform for good, and I really love trying to find interesting ways to connect with fans because they can come to the show and they can see you on stage and you can connect in that way. But it's it's different. I like finding you know commonality and putting everyone on the same level and just being like, let's just do this fun activity. And it's really hard to do that. Um, and it's it's hard to find interesting ways to do it. So I think this is a really great way to, to do that. Absolutely. What are some of the bands you guys have played against as far as fantasy? Do you guys have like uh, a... Um, we've played play. with Yellow Card, All Time Low. Motion uh, City play. Motion City. Um, who else do we play with a lot? We are the in crowd. Some of I the used to tweet guys will play. I used to tweet at Joel Madden all the time to get uh, fantasy football advice. We did a tour with them in 2011. He's got he, he's got a fan, he's got fantasy football traps. Jack okay. from All Time Low, I'm his guy. Like he texts me like at least once a week. It's like <laughs> the who do I start? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to tweet at Joel a lot. Um, yeah, but we kind of just bring it up. Uh, I know the guys in Pierceville play a little bit. Uh, so it's cool. It's it's a bonding thing. It's nice. I'm a from Pierce is really good at Madden. We yeah. have battles. They have a <laughs> they have a setup where they they put a TV and an Xbox and a soundbar in a road case, and so they can wheel it out of their trailer, plug it in to, through the window of their bus, and set up a tent. And you can play outside. Oh, nice! So we would do that at night on Warp Tour, and Jaime cool. beat. We played uh, two games, and he beat me in both, and both in overtime with like a last minute score. Oh. So so you lost though. I lost him. No, I lost him both. both. I said he was really good. <laughs> I said he was really, lost. really like, good. But it was close, and it was in overtime. But it was close, and I'm just saying. He'll corroborate. Lost, but like, it wasn't like, you know. It was an honorable loss, is what I'm telling you. I tried. It was an honorable loss. He didn't blow me out. A loss is a loss. It's not man. like me beating LJ, our guitar tech, who just keeps coming back for more. That's you leave awesome. LJ out of this. LT. LT. He's a nice guy. I, um, I just drafted this week with Ace. Uh, from the early November. Oh, cool. oh, great! Ace isn't one of mine too. Is he? Do I need to worry about him? Does he's he know good. his football? He's good and he knows his football, but he's a little bit of a, a Green Bay homer. Okay, so he may have picked a little. I'll have too, to go back and look at his team now that I know. Yeah, that. he may have picked a little too heavily Green Bay. He skews it a little bit sometimes. That's always a thing that we do, like in our one home league. I know that all the Eagles players are going to go like a little bit yeah. sooner than they really would. At yep. least That's just two a thing you have early. to be aware of. You know. What I mean? You just so. you should plan on as a Lions fan. It's the same with all my buddies back home. So you mm-hmm. just plan on if you're smart, just know you're not going to get any of your home team guys and let them yeah. go early, and then you reap the benefits afterwards. No, I always try to take. I've been playing fantasy football for like five years, and I always try to take an Eagle player, cause, mostly just because my girlfriend's dad makes fun of me for playing fantasy football. It's not even real football. <laughs> Why are you going to root against the Eagles? And I was like, well, relax. And uh, so I always try to take one. So then I, uh, so I feel good both ways, like real fan and fantasy football right, fan. Exactly. So tell me really quickly, where can people find you guys? Where can we find your music? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Okay. Uh, ooh, Twitter is T W Y. So are the initials of the Wonder Years, and then Pop Punk. Uh, Instagram is the Wonder Years Band. Facebook is the Wonder Years Band. The website is the Wonder Years Band dot com. Uh, iTunes has no closer to heaven. Target has no closer to heaven. Your local record shop probably has no closer to heaven. Yep. Which is the record that we put out about a week ago today. Um, that's probably the best place to find us yeah. outside of a show where we definitely will be. Yeah. And, and also all, all of our, if you want to hit us up, yeah, all of our personals and stuff are all on, on that. If you want to connect and whatever. Uh, yeah. If you want to talk football, we'll talk football. 
You'll talk. Act, you'll I'll actually talk, respond. I'll talk football also a little bit. That's awesome. All right, so I got two questions from Twitter okay. to close this out. If that's all right, this first one comes from uh, the real JMC. What's your favorite spot for a cheesesteak in Philly? Well, the question is kind of loaded because <coughs> if people are coming to Philadelphia, you have to ask: Are you looking for the best cheesesteak, or are you looking for the experience of getting a cheesesteak? Because there's a corner at 9th and Pass Young that's got uh, Pat's and Gino's across the street, which are the warring cheesesteak companies. Right. And if you're going to go there, my recommendation is to go to Pat's. If you're just looking for a really good cheesesteak, I think everyone kind of has their spot, but I think that uh, Tony Luke's down in Oregon is the best one. I like uh, There's a place called Del Rossi that's close to the electric factory and Union Transfer. And that's a favorite of mine. And um, they also deliver till 3 a.m. and have quite the oh, radius. So that is... Uh, love a good deal. That's promising. That's, that's something to look forward to when it's 2 a.m. and it's Friday or Saturday night. And honestly, we get this question a lot um, from people, whether they're like, hey, I'm going to Philly, you know, or I just moved to Philly. Where's the best cheesesteak? You're, it's really going to be hard to find a bad one in Philly, just like it's going to be hard to find a, a slice of New York pizza that's terrible yeah. you know like it's just it's instantly better than you know anywhere else just you know because the bar is higher in right. that city if it's known for that um so yeah it's hard to get it you know there's a lot of good places and most places are gonna have a pretty decent one. Oh, also just so, to interrupt the cheesesteak though conversation you should also go to the Knicks in uh, Reading Terminal and get a roast pork sandwich with long, long oh, hots because yeah. that sandwich is the truth yeah it's an experience Okay. The life experience. Good to know. Uh, last question. This is from Joe Jaraz. Can you ask about the acoustic tour and how it came about? Oh, this current acoustic tour? I believe. I am, well, yeah. I'm well, that's you're not asking on. me. That guy is. This so. is Joe what I asked you. you. I'm going to assume that's what he's quantify. talking about. And yeah. <laughs> well, it came about um, when we were talking about how to roll out the record. We've done some kind of insane things previously. We put out a record in 2010. We played uh, five shows over the course of a week in a bunch of different cities, Boston, New York, Cincinnati, Detroit, and Los Angeles. Uh, the last record we put out, The Greatest Generation, we did four shows in 24 hours, played Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, and Anaheim in, in one 24-hour span. But this time, we just wanted to get on the ground and have an intimate experience with the people picking up the record, and this was kind of a cool way to connect uh, it's a little bit different. It's a little more personal. We play the songs, a little strip down, and do a little signing, and say hello to everyone, and kind of meet the people that are supporting us so much. So. Yeah, and we've we've done acoustic stuff over the years. Um, whether it's an acoustic version, you know, as a bonus, you know, just a reimagined version of some songs on other records. We've done some acoustic holiday shows in the past, just as something cool. Uh, and different and it's all those have always been really fun kind of you know taking the songs and rearranging them and getting a little bit of a different take and different feel on some songs that we've been playing for a while uh and so we you know we wanted to do that too because that's always fun to play songs like that and uh it's a little easier uh to do that run of uh acoustic shows than it is a full-blown tour because we're already doing one of those in october so you know that yeah um so that was that was kind of the thought behind that too is you know just getting that acoustic stuff in it was always nice. fun. Well dudes, thank you so much for being here. This was a ton of fun. Thanks for having Thanks us. For having yeah, us. you had a good cool. time here today. Pick up their album No Closer to Heaven, The Wonder Years again. My name is Daniel Dopp. Thanks for listening to ESPN the Music. Yeah.